Hug them tight. I shared a little bit about how my father passed away in April, and I was able to be there that last weekend with him in Phoenix. And I woke up on Sunday morning, and I had been thinking about advice that I give people, because priests are around people near the end of life, and often when we know the end is near, I will say something like, this is an important time to say anything that needs to be said. That things that haven't been said, or if there's a need for forgiveness, this is the time. And I was thinking about those words, and I was thinking about, you know, what, what do I need to forgive my dad for? And I was just kind of musing on some things, and, you know, what have I forgiven him for? What, what pain is there? What wounds are there? When, when all of a sudden it, it hit me, I, I don't need to forgive my dad. I need to ask his forgiveness for all the ways that I have been hard-hearted towards him. That, yeah, maybe he had done things to me and, and, and said things and acted in ways and didn't, didn't love me the way I wanted to be loved. But I held on to that resentment for a long time. That I remembered what he did and, and, and that time he said that thing to my mom and how he treated my sister that one time. And I remember those things and I held on to them. And I realized in that moment was like, wow, I'm the one that needs to ask for his forgiveness. The book of Sirach speaks about these things today. Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. That without realizing it, I was holding on to the pain and the wounds, and I, I remember what you did. I was holding on to them, as opposed to holding on to my dad. The book of Sirach goes on, Could anyone refuse mercy to another like himself? Can he seek pardon for his own sins? Forgive your neighbor's injustice. Then when you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. When you and I make the conscious choice to open up the door of forgiveness, which opens from the inside, it actually opens us up to God's forgiveness. It's a paradox. But us choosing to be people open-hearted to mercy is actually what opens us up to God's mercy. And, and not opening up, holding on to that, holding on to that lack of forgiveness, holding on to that anger and that wrath, it's like that saying you may have heard, unforgiveness is like drinking poison, poison and hoping the other person dies. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies that we're really just poisoning ourselves. The way we think about them, the way we talk about them, that's, an, that's another way we can kind of tell. If I'm talking negatively about somebody, 
probably a need for forgiveness there. Today in our gospel, Jesus talks about forgiveness. And if you remember Matthew 18, we've been hearing about it the last few weeks. And prior to our text today, Jesus just gave his disciples the power to forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. And God, Jesus, gave his church the ability to be his mouthpiece of forgiveness. And so Peter is like processing it like, whoa, you know, like this is a big gift. This is a big responsibility. So how do we utilize it? Or should, should we forgive seven times? Seven's a holy number. In, in scripture, seven is the number of the covenant. It's like the fullness of like perfection in God. He's like, seven times, that sounds pretty good. We're doing pretty good there. And Jesus says, no, not seven, but 77 times. That you, Peter, are to be a person constantly forgiving. That you and I are meant to be constantly forgiving because it's, it's a good action for my heart. I need it. I need to be forgiving to be able to be open to his forgiveness. Something that's cool is because Jesus isn't just talking to Peter here. He's talking to the disciples. He's talking to the church. That the church is to be constantly forgiving. Hence, we have the sacrament of confession. That's why we have confession every, every Sunday before Mass. Every, every day, actually. And people don't know. I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. When there's two priests like we have right now, like I'm here, Father Anthony, he's in the confessional. Like, confessions can be happening all into Mass and whatnot, and vice versa. And the church is quick to forgive, because Christ is. And I think sometimes non-Catholics look at us and they say, wait, you guys, you Catholics, hold on a second, you know, you can do whatever you want on Friday night, and you just walk right in on Saturday and go to confession. To which I say, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. But you, you do have to be sorry. But, but here's the thing. It's, it's not scandalous to see how much forgiveness God offers. It's scandalous to see how little we avail ourselves of it. In this parable today, the master servant owes him a huge amount. The, the translation is meant to kind of help us out because the Greek translation is 10,000 talents. And it's like, you know, I might be able to scrape up 10,000 or whatever. But a talent is about, it's a huge amount. It's 34 years wages. So your whole life savings base, all your working years would pay back one talent. And this man owes 10,000 talents. It's like he owes 10,000 lifetimes worth of paying back which is impossible. You know, at that point, you're like, why even try? He's like, how long is that paper supposed to be? Why even try? You know, like, but don't do that. Yeah, so, <laughs> but it's a huge amount. It's like overwhelming. And, and he's just like, I, I, be patient with me. Be compassionate. Like, I, f- forgive me. Have mercy on me. And, and the master says, okay. That he, he asks for mercy. He asks for forgiveness, and it's right there in a way that he could never pay back. And he turns and he goes to the next person, and this guy owes him money, and it says, instead of 
34 years times 10,000, he owes 100 days wages. It, it's like comparing 8 billion to 8,000. And, and he, he won't forgive him. He's, he's holding it over him. And, and Jesus is pointing out here, like, hold on a second. The real forgiveness that's happening is how much God has forgiven us. Which is meant to make our hearts forgiving towards one another. That, that recognizing my need of forgiveness is actually what softens my heart to forgive others. Like, if sometimes, if priests are good confessors, if priests are good at offering, you know, healing and mercy, it's because they themselves are sinners first. And they know where to go to get forgiveness. And so, there's, I mean, there's different ways to look at that. That the reality, and we don't, it's, it's sometimes it's helpful to think about it. Because if I think about, oh, do I need to go to confession? Well, I haven't killed anybody. You know, it's like, okay, that's a good start, you know. Um, what, well, what have, what have I, I haven't done anything big. I mean, but, but every, every uncharitable thought, every lustful thought, every careless word, every piece of gossip, every day without prayer, every Sunday without mass, every standing by idle when our neighbor sins right in front of us, every action trying to please ourselves rather than God. And, and God looks at us and says, I love you. Like, it's okay. And we're like, how, how is it okay what I've done? How is it okay what this person has done? But God's mercy is based on who he is. God's mercy is based on his goodness, not ours. That he is love, and he loves. And what does he want to do? But he wants to stand with us. He loves us and wants to stand with us as we battle sin in our lives. You know, my, my staff, we have a, what we call a conflict norm. Um, a consultant told us it's good to have a conflict norm. I was like, okay. So it's, it's something we keep in mind when we're having honest conversations, when there's tension between team members, not that that ever happens, right, you know, and then, and, and so our conflict norm is love the person and tackle the problem. Love the person, tackle the problem, and, and, and I think it's relevant for, for today and for a lot of things, you know, because we're so good at trying to blame and tackle the person, but persons are meant to be loved. There might be issues we have to address, but, but don't, I don't want to hug tightly the hurt. No, if I, I've been hurt, we've all been hurt, that, that's my job to bring that to God for healing. I didn't ask this to happen to me, but I can choose what I do with it to turn to God for healing. And I love the person in front of me. Like, I want... I want what's good for me. I do want what's good for them, but what they did to hurt me, that's on them. That's on them. What I do back, that's on me. And I don't want to be carrying that. There's several allusions today. Right at the end of the first reading, it says in Sirach, remember death. 
Remember your last days. And I pray to God, I don't, I don't want to wait till my last days or somebody else's. Because I might miss it. I might miss the opportunity to forgive and to ask for forgiveness. And so God, I want to love as God does. He's so generous with us. How does he love? Psalm 103 says today, not according to our sins does he deal with us. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your ills. That God wants a relationship with me. He doesn't want me to wait till I'm perfect and then turn to him. I need him so that together he can make me perfect. I remember I had a, an aunt who, she, was, she wasn't technically an aunt, but you know what I mean? One of those that we call aunt that's not. And we would go visit her, and when I was a kid, she would give us all big hugs, but it was one of those hugs. It was like, like squeeze you in, and you're just like, hey, how did see you? <laughs> and, and, and as a kid, as a little boy, you're like, this is very uncomfortable. You know, like, do we have to go see her? And... The problem wasn't her love. The problem was my capacity to receive the love she wanted to give me. The problem was to receive. Pope Francis said, God does not tire of forgiving. We are the ones who tire of asking for forgiveness. And I wonder if God is the one who wants to open his arms and hug us. But I've been too busy maybe beating myself up or, or maybe just kind of protecting where I've been hurt so I don't get hurt more. <clears throat> but perhaps of what Jesus is trying to convey on the cross is his open wide, his arms open wide to, to pour out his forgiveness and love and he waits for me, waits for us to draw near so that rather than hugging how I've been wronged, I can allow him to hug me tightly.